Good evening. You are tuned in to Writer's Block on CGSW 90.9 FM. Writer's Block airs on the third Wednesday of the month from 8 to 8.30 p.m. We feature interviews with authors, editors, and artists, as well as literary segments. This episode of Writer's Block features interviews with SM Biko on her new work, The Stars of Mount Quicks, as well as Benjamin Davis and Karina Cup on their new writing website, Chill Subs. I'm super excited for this episode, so keep that dial locked to 90.9 FM. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for Writer's Block on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. Today, I am speaking with S.M. Beagle about her new book, The Stars of Mount Quicks. So welcome, S.M. Hi, thanks for having me. And so I guess, uh, what does it feel like to be starting a new uh, series? Well, I'm pretty excited. Uh, So this is my second published series. My first series was called The Realms of Ancients. It was three books long and about 480,000 words. So it was a ton of writing. Uh, My first series was also quite on the darker side of fantasy and uh, a lot of chaos and calamity and apocalypses. And this new series is a lot more low stakes, cheerful, um, a little on the lighter side. So I'm excited to just do something new. And so I can see that a lot of the work is uh, put into creating the dialogue between the characters. Constance and Ivory, who are the main characters, as well as the other characters around them. So uh, what do you do to make the dialogue um, entertaining as well as giving information out? Yeah, so with a lot of um, these skills, it does take a lot of practice. It also takes a lot of just developing in yourself as a writer, very good listening skills and paying attention to other media, like watching a lot of film or just kind of considering how characters interact and that you actually can, like you said, get a lot of the story across just in a conversation, which is what we do every day in life. Um, So a writer's toolbox really has to have very good, keen sense of observation. And when I'm thinking about dialogue, uh, like I had said earlier, I really do think about it a lot from like a film perspective. Um, I'm also thinking a lot about rhythm and not overstating and also kind of just letting the characters have their moments. I write a lot of the dialogue in a script first before I actually put it into the narrative uh, because I just like to imagine the interactions and I try not to have any wasted speaking. So I'll create a script initially and it'll have a lot of like responses like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? And instead I'll go back through the next draft and I'll try to say, well, how can the person responding to someone saying something that's very plot heavy, um, how can they engage more so that um, it advances the plot too? So writing dialogue as much as writing the story does take a lot of getting it down on paper, seeing how it reads and going back and changing it to not only make it sound natural, but also to help the story move along. And I guess I should have asked this first about uh, what, how does the story unfold and who are the main characters? Sure. So this book, The Stars of Mount Quick, centers around two sisters, like you had said, Constance and Ivory. Um, These books, uh, which is called the Brindle Watch Quintet, they all take place in a completely fabricated world called Brindle Watch. 
where it's kind of like World War II England adjacent. Uh, these two sisters are sent away to this small town named Quick that they've never heard of because they're very neglectful parents, just want to kind of get rid of them for the summer. And Constance is very plays by the rules, is very focused on what society wants for her, but she also deals with a lot of anxiety because she actually doesn't know what she's going to do with her future and she's very scared and she has no one to talk to about it because she is ashamed. And her sister Ivory with the younger sister is very anti-rules, very rebellious, has a very clear idea for what she wants out of her life. And she and Constance are often butting heads about this because Constance wants the best for Ivory, but Ivory believes Constance is trying to smother her spirit. So these two end up in this small town and Quick um, has been shrouded in fog for 50 years. No one really seems to know why, but it is sort of crushing the spirit of everyone who lives there. And in the center of the town is a mountain. Now everyone in town is convinced that the mountain is overrun by monsters, and Constance, being very skeptical, doesn't believe this, but Ivory is very excited to explore the mountain. And when Ivory actually gets lost on the mountain and Constance has to go after her, the two of them are rescued from peril by one of the monsters who lives there. And his name is Derek. And he is a very scientifically minded, dapper individual who likes a cup of tea. He also happens to be half man, half spider. So he's quite fearsome looking, but he's very polite and he is quite intrigued by these sisters. And they learn that he is trying to get rid of Quix's fog to return the night sky to them because he is an astronomer. So the sisters try to help him out with his goals, all the while learning more about the people who live in the town who actually are determined to stop Derek from achieving his goals. Did you ever uh, read the British author Beatrix Potter for uh, inspiration or similar uh, stories? Definitely. Beatrix Potter, C.S. Lewis, those are like very good touchstones. I also really like the work of Diana Wynne-Jones, who wrote Howl's Moving Castle, and those kind of uh, other little fantasy uh, stories that kind of take place in worlds that kind of appear like ours, but have a lot of quirks and magic and monsters in them interwoven in everyday life. And I just really like the aesthetic uh, and the, the prim and proper and the drinking tea and solving cozy mysteries aspect of those stories. So I really tried to interweave that in this book as well. Uh, what's it like to move from the darker series you mentioned at the beginning to a lighter series or a lighter tone in a fantasy setting? Yeah, it definitely feels good um, because I really love my first series. Uh, it had a lot going on in it. It dealt with a ton of different character perspectives. The first book, um, Scion of the Fox, took place from one person's perspective, but as the story kind of got much, much larger, it needed more narrators. And then with more narrators comes more backstories, more interactions, and all of these things happening simultaneously. So the story, the stories that take place in the realms of ancient are more complicated. They deal more heavily with like another manufactured mythology, a lot of animal gods, and a lot more um, higher stakes for a lot of the characters dealing with everything they have going on in their lives. And that was a lot of fun. But there came a point where I had to write a mythology primer for my editors so that they could follow everything that was happening. And that primer was about 30 or 40 pages long. And I didn't want to do that again for this series. Uh, now, because I have created an, a world entirely from scratch, there are a lot of things that I did kind of make up and I did have to include a list of terms. Um, but because the setting is an analog for our own, 
It was a little bit simpler. There isn't a ton of crazy mythology. And like I said, the stakes are, there are stakes in my new series. There are problems that need to be solved. There are conflicts and there are challenges, but they're a little bit on the lower side. Like the world is not going to end. And all of these books, uh, they aren't direct, they aren't direct sequels. So what that means is in the Brindlewatch Quintet, there will be five books. So I'll be taking place in this world of Brindlewatch. They'll all be their own contained story in every book, but they'll be interconnected in some way. For instance, in the Stars of Mount Quick, it's just that one story about Constance Ivory, Derek, and everyone in Quick. And in the sequel that I'm currently working on, um, The Door in Lake Malian, it, there's conflicts and challenges taking place in another small town in Brindlewatch, taking place the same summer that the Stars of Mount Quick takes place. So they'll maybe slightly reference each other, but they won't be directly involved. So that's kind of a new direction that I'm taking as well with this series, because as fun as it is to write engaging direct sequels, uh, it's also more fun to just be able to work on a new story without having to worry about tying up the threads, for instance, that are set in book one and then book two. So they are a little bit different, but they're still in the fantasy genre, and I'm having a lot of fun working on them. Yeah, I guess in the book, yeah, you uh, include aspects of other side characters. So there's a room for you to uh, maneuver onto uh, uh, subsequent books. That's right. Yes. And actually, um, while I was going through and doing the edit on Stars of Mount Quick um, with my publisher, I also made sure to drop reference to characters that will appear later in later books because I have all of the books planned out. So there are some things like Easter eggs that once all the books are out, you can go back and you can read the first book and you can say, oh, well, that character appears in book four. Yeah, it just I wanted it to just be um, not as direct or deliberate, but kind of just more referential, which is a lot of fun. That's about the end of the interview. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about uh, I guess, uh, starting, I guess, a new phase in your career with this uh, series? Yeah, so this is going to be, I'm going to have these books out, what, a year until 2027, so that's exciting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited to bring these books to communities. I also wanted to mention something that's really important to me, is that the Stars of Mount Quick feature a wide cast of LGBTQ characters. There are lesbian romances, gay romances, trans characters. Derek is non-binary, and to me, that's very important to have in my work. Um, I am bi myself. Uh, I'm bisexual, and I really feel that, especially in teen fiction today, with the climate that there is with banning books and with heavily policing um, LGBTQ content, it's really important to me to have those characters in my novels so that readers can see themselves in these stories. Thank you very much, uh, SM Beagle, for your time today, and uh, hopefully we'll get to chat with you again another time. Yeah. Great. Thanks for having me. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for Redis Walk. That was my interview with S.M. Beagle about The Stars of Mount Quicks. It's the first book in the Bridal Watch Quintet, which launched in April 2023. S.M. Beagle is a YA fantasy writer as well as editor and comic book artist. You have been listening to an episode of Writer's Block on CGSW 90.9 FM. For those who just tuned in, that was Jenny Kwong interviewing SM Biko on her new work, The Stars of Mount Quicks. 
Coming up next is my interview with Benjamin Davis and Karina Cook on their new writing website, Chill Subs. Stay tuned. Okay, awesome. So good evening, everybody. This is Maddie Robinson for CJSW Radio. Tonight we have two special guests who are featured. They have a really interesting idea called Chill Subs, but I want to ask them about it so I don't mess it up. So hey, Ben. Hey, Karina. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Good. Okay, awesome. Well, we're really lucky to have you on for CGSW. I'm really excited to talk with you about Chill Subs and the work you're doing for the writing community. Um, so I thought we could get started with an easy question for our listeners. Um, for this interview, did you want to just start off by introducing yourselves a little bit and talking about your history in writing and publishing and maybe then branching out into Chill Subs? I'm Karina. <laughs> I'm uh, mostly a software engineer and I've been working uh, as a developer for about six years, I guess. And I'm also a writer and a musician, but I didn't start publishing until 2021. So I've been writing for a really long time, but in 2021, I just decided to research like what this whole literally community and industry thing is about. So I started researching and then I somehow made chill subs. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh, writing for the past 10 years. I started submitting long ago. I guess you could say I started in the sense that I started, uh, panicked, stopped, spent five years just sort of like writing to myself and then got really back into publishing uh, in sort of like my mid to late 20s. And then I just published in a lot of different magazines, had a book published in 2018. And that's when I was writing a lot. And then um, for the past five, six years, I've been copywriter. So I've, I've done mostly like freelance copy and content. I kind of wanted to get on poets and writers. And I so I, I targeted like a lot of magazines. And so to try to get enough publications, you need like six in like poetry and their established ones. So while I was kind of like in the process of doing all of that, I ended up um, reading and, and then seeing the interview with Karina in Lit Mag News, which Becky Took does. And, um, and then I contacted her and started, you know, I talk about peppering someone with questions. I just... I just bombarded her for for pretty much like a, a month with massive emails because I thought the idea was so amazing, and then I had like a lot of ideas of it because I'd been in the industry for so long, and then and and had felt all of these frustrations for years, and then I saw so I was like, this is the solution, and here are more solutions. Can 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 you build this? She's like, yeah, yeah, I can build that, and I was like, great, all right, let's. And so since then, you know, it's just we we've, we've kind was, of like had a partnership that works. It was so exciting, like the. The, I think the biggest reason that ben, ben joined is, well, of course, he had nice ideas, but also because I'm horrible at replying to emails. Like, he emailed me this, like, such long messages, and I replied in, like, two weeks because I just never checked my inbox. And then when I see the message, I think about it, but still don't reply. So I've replied really, really late. <laughs> and then I just gave up and said, okay, come on, like, let, let's just do this together. No emails, just... Yes. <laughs> just, just, just come on so you can respond to your own emails. <laughs> I'm just going to yes. hop in and say I, I love that so much. And that's so funny because I'm going through a very similar thing where I took like five years off of not really writing, just kind of like moping and writing my own things, but never sharing it. And now I'm back into like branching out. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think I, I resonate with this a lot because I had the exact same reaction when I heard about chill subs. I was like, this is the savior we've all needed that we didn't know we need. What? They track your they track your submissions? What? You can search up any literary magazine or, or poetry magazine you want on here? What? They have fun facts and extra games. And I was like, I was over the moon. I was like, why has nobody done this? This is so smart. Like, 
No, that's that's exactly the 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 feeling, right? Because I've been using a lot of tools, and and everything was paywalled. Everything was kind of old and janky. Like a lot of the you know the sort of the UI and the UX that was going on in these websites, it was just like. I don't, it's almost like the entire literary community was insisting on trying to make it as close as possible to snail mail. Like, like we wanted to continue to like send messages during mail, but the internet exists. So I guess we have to make it as difficult as possible. And then finally, like seeing someone to, you know, turn it around and try and turn it into something and, and, and create things that were, were beautiful and fun and intuitive. And, and I think that's kept a lot of people out of writing. I think people coming in on top of the fact that hell it's like a, it's a really hard thing to do anyway to be like hey yes i'm good enough that other people should read my poems like you have to get over that hurdle and then you have to get over you know the hurdle of like oh and i have to pay money in all of these random places and the technology is super janky cool and so it kind of it does it was this massive barrier to entry that we're trying to just bulldoze yeah i guess just because my reaction is still pretty fresh. I remember, like, in 2021, when I started, like, Googling stuff, I was like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't want... <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it this way. And I'm just... I get always, like, when, when, I, when I'm irritated by some process, I'm processes i just get super itchy like i need to, i need to do this <laughs> like you need Better. to fix it yeah well i can yeah. i can speak for myself in saying that like i've been known to have the like old school excel spreadsheet that has like the magazine the date they're open the amount that they pay or don't pay like you know it, it is super janky it's like it's like 97 or something and we're all like <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. so I yeah, I had one of those spreadsheets. I remember them. We yeah, we rolled yeah. on the spreadsheet, and then you miss like the submission date by one day, and you're like, okay, well that spreadsheet was useless because it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> yep, yep, we've all been there. Yeah, and then it's a good procrastination tool. So you're like, I am being productive because I'm changing colors on the columns of my spreadsheet that make it yep. look nicer. <laughs> magazines are expensive. <laughs> this is true. I once the reason I was so excited to talk to you guys is because I, I think I started following you on Instagram because I. I was angry at social media, so I quit Instagram. I remade it, and I was like, I'm only following, like, literary magazines and, like, close friends. Like, I'm over it, you know? And I found you guys, and I was like, actually, this is really cool. Like, you guys seem to have kind of a sort of semi-Twitter thing going on, but you also have other other aspects. So since um, there's probably a lot of listeners on the radio that don't know too much about chill subs, I'm just going to ask the more um, bigger picture question. Did you want to kind of explain to the the listeners what it's for, how it benefits writers, kind of what you guys offer? So yeah, so I, at the core of it right now, kind of like our main attraction is our browse, right? So our browse feature is um, just like a nice filterable uh, catalog of magazines. We have over 3,000 now. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do was like make that like free, provide a lot of details and to make it really easy to find whatever it is that, you know, so you can basically take your story be like, okay, I know my story is this many words. It's this genre. Uh, you know, I want to get paid. I, I don't want to pay a fee and I want simultaneous submission. So now because our, our designer has made our brows like just like gorgeous and super intuitive, you can click the, the filter right the and it pops up and you can sort through it we also have over 1200 contests which i'll tell you i watched all of wednesday and half of better call saul lying in bed collecting information on these contests because we collect that information manually and then we have someone now who like double checks for us to make sure the the it's up to date and then we have our tracker which uh, is like a fun feature. So our tracker allows us to have statistics because people really want statistics. And right now the only other option is to pay for them. 
So like acceptance rates and you can get um, response times and everything like that. And then kind of on the, the like gamifying aspect, because rejection letters suck. Everybody hates them. They make you feel terrible. And form rejections, as somebody who's been an editor, it is something you have to use. You can't just, you know, it's really difficult when you're getting like hundreds or thousands of submissions. But, you know, as a writer, there was no outlet for for it's like, okay, right. So it's convenient for editors. That makes sense. For a writer, it still just sucks. Uh, So we created form rejection bingo. So whenever you get your rejection letter, there are all those typical phrases like unfortunately and like, you know, we're we're, we we like considered carefully and things like that. So you can pull those phrases out and pop them into our rejection bingo. And then when you get bingo, like we make badges for you, which then goes on your writer's profile, which is another aspect of the site. So we have writer's profiles so people can host their work, they can host their books. And then we also have badges there that you can earn for different things, random things. Mostly somebody emails us and they're like, we did this cool thing. And we're like, that's awesome. Here, we're going to interview you and here's a badge. Uh, Just because, I don't know, we... We really want it to be a place where everybody feels like just being involved in the community is uh, an accomplishment and an enjoyable thing. It's it's that's that's what it should be. It should be enjoyable because not just alone in a dark box, just submitting at, at, at faceless magazines and receiving rejection letters like this way. And we also have like organizational tools. We have our bookmarks. You can bookmark all of them. We have a weird social media thing that Karina, she built a social media in a week because people were like, hey, we really want a social media that's not Twitter and it's just for writers. And so we just, it's called UGG and people actually use it. I know we probably shouldn't say that about the things we build. We're like, wow, people are using it, but it is, it's quite, um, it's quite a nice and friendly place, people. Are, but it was just kind of like a fun idea. And then we have a calendar feature as well. We just did events browse. So our, our browse is always growing. And now we are uh, building a submissions manager. You know, like I feel like we're all so broken and there's so much like, <laughs> like infighting and everything separate that it's like you can't spend time. If everybody came together and it was working cohesively, we could then turn our attention to creatively trying to go after readers. But right now it's all like, oh, okay, how are we going to make money as a magazine? I guess we charge fees. How am I going to make money as a writer? I, you know, I have to teach. And so, you know, we're, we're all kind of like scrambling because everything is all over the place. So we do. That is, I guess, what we are. And then what we're trying to be is we are uh, building towards uh, kind of like a home for literary magazines and writers to to feel like yeah friendly, accessible, safe, and also like productive and and fun and just like interconnected. I, I wanted to say too though I do appreciate it because just to let you know I already have my own profile. I have everything up there. So something like this is really cool. I'm I'm glad you brought up the rejection bingo because that was actually my next question. Is I was gonna say I saw you guys have rejection bingo. What is that? I'm glad you answered that. <laughs> So my next question is actually going to be um, just for the listeners as well. Um, I understand by kind of browsing the website that you two kind of run basically on coffee and donations. Um, I was going to ask if you'd like to tell the listeners what they could receive if they choose to donate to the company, because I understand you're still growing. Yeah, I could tell like the free story and how it works right now is that all our donors receive both content and merch reports. We have our startup diary that mostly Ben writes and it's really exciting. And it talks all about the behind the scenes or like industry insights or like how, how we make telesubs. And uh, so donors receive that and also merch rewards like our mug or t-shirt or tote bag. Like we started promising people merch rewards, I think at the end of January and we were still making merch 
I think, all these two months. So we have released merch today and they will finally get merch rewards and startup diary now, but it will change. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so a lot of big uh, changes are coming. The first one uh, is, I don't know if you, do you know the Write or Die magazine and the Write or Die uh, community? Write or Die puts out some just like amazing work. They put out a lot of like great interviews and craft. And then they also have like educational courses like workshops and, and cohorts, mentorships and classes. Uh, so two months ago, a month and a half ago, uh, we got into talks about merging. So we are actually going to have Write or Die as a new magazine and uh, workshop uh, platform within Chill Subs. So it's kind of like this idea where you'll come to Chill Subs and like we create all the stuff to submit and, and kind of like have fun. And it's nice. We have this like really great community. And, and Kaylee also has a really great community in Write or Die. So they're actually going to be joining us. And so we're going to have like whole new offerings on the sites. There'll be like a whole new magazine that's being designed now that's going to be focused on like writing and then have workshops. You know, did you know when Catapult shut down? Oh, no. So basically that removed a lot of like they were a big like they, they gave a lot of writer workshops. And then suddenly they decided, hey, you know, we're not going to do workshops anymore. And they closed down their whole department. And that seemed like a really great time. Like, OK, so there's this massive workshop platform that's gone away and we have this awesome community and like a big audience like let's join forces basically with with write or die and and kaylee is just like hit the ground we're gonna launch with about like 30 different workshops that like writers can take advantage of uh and then uh how that ties into the the question about donate uh donations is that's going to convert to we're creating something called a sub club which we just think is funny uh and yeah the logo is like a sandwich and every week um so by so because with donors it's not just going to be the newsletter we write now so people will get the newsletter we write now they're also going to get the sub club newsletter and what that is is it gives a, a weekly cultivated list based around a theme and then with like little mini like editor interviews like getting questions from the editors and then a sandwich recipe again because we think it's funny uh mm -hmm. and then also like lists of like magazines that have recently opened magazines that are closing soon contests that are opening contests that are closing soon also resources on submission strategies like further reading a dictionary of like submission terms and then like a private like discord chat and special badges and that's just the five dollar level uh and then from Will there you? it goes up and we're gonna have weekly you yeah. sold me i'm oh, sorry yeah. i'm gonna I'm, I'm okay to donate my five dollars a month i mean in canadian that's probably like eight dollars american or something i don't know but i i'm, I'm oh, i, I want to join the sub club this sounds great <laughs> yeah we thought like it would be really fun because then it's like people get the two newsletters and kaylee's gonna run weekly parties for like so then we'll, we'll have like ten dollars twenty dollars thirty dollars so like 10 and 20 is like you get these events these like events that kaylee will be running like to kind of bring people together and then at the, the highest tier, we're actually working with a feedback uh, nonprofit pencil house. So people will be able to each month give us a story get, and pencil house will edit it and provide feedback. And then we'll create a specialized list that's basically we read your story. We know the magazines. We'll give you a list of magazines that will be most likely to take your story that fit all of the things. So there's like different tiers and different rewards, but basically the $5 one, we just wanted it to be like, hey, we want to create value for people. Like we want to give something that's valuable. We don't want to paywall things. Like we want to, we want to like, okay, so you're going to give us your money. We're going to give you some cool stuff. So yeah, so the donation thing is going out the window. We're kind of creating this, this, uh, we're launching this membership program on uh, May 3rd is when it's going to launch. So. 
That's very, that's very cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to definitely donate my $5. I want to make sandwiches. I am invested. <laughs> You've sold me. I don't know if any of the listeners are interested, but you have one new <laughs> donating nice. member. All right. at, the, yeah. at, at the very least, it will be entertaining. That is something that we seem to manage, right? whether we mean to be entertaining sometimes or not. And also, once we collect many sandwich recipes, we will create a special uh, t- merch t-shirt that will have like little squares of each sandwich we feature. Because we have a cartoonist who's going to be designing all of the, the, the art for it. We already have a cartoonist who does it for our current newsletter. So yeah, each sandwich. So it's basically, it will be ours. <laughs> it had the sub club. That's, that's, that's going oh to be sub- excellent. The sub club. This is great. I'm sorry. That's so cheeky. I love that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> thank you so much for chatting with me today about chill subs. Um, for any of the listeners, you can go follow chill subs on Instagram at chill subs underscore official. Um, you can also find chill subs at chillsubs.com. That's C H I L L S U B S.com. Yeah, I wanted to say thank you again for doing this interview. I know it's a little awkward and inconvenient because we're all over the world. Um, but I appreciate you doing this today because yeah, I, I tend to reach out to writers or editors that like because there's so many writers in the world, I just try to find something that interests me. And this was super cool because I kind of accidentally stumbled upon it on, on Instagram and I was like, wait, this is such a cool website. Why is why is nobody talking about this? So again, thank you very much for uh chatting with me and chatting with I guess all of the CGSW listeners today. Um, did you have any last words for the listeners before we end our interview? <laughs> I'm just grateful to be here. It was really fun. You have a really nice presence. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, this is this whole awkwardness of being like kind of extroverted, but still liking writing. You're like, I don't know how to fit in here. Like, I <laughs> have to, to find ways to like, I don't know, talk about things. You have been listening to an episode of Writer's Block on CGSW 90.9 FM. This episode featured interviews with SM Biko as well as Benjamin Davis and Karina Cup. If you'd like to listen to this full episode, you can check it out on cgsw.com. 